Yeah. What's cracking, everybody? How we doing? It's fucking NFL draft day. The office is full. My belly is full. My brain is big. Good way to start the day. Now, last night, we released a film where we took Dane Brugler's full seven-round NFL mock draft from The Athletic. He's a writer for The Athletic. He went through 286,000 NFL picks and put a player in each landing spot for each pick. And based on that, we went on to Sleeper and we conducted the first two rounds of a Dynasty rookie draft, a Superflex draft. So that was the video last night. If you missed that, you're going to be fucking lost. You're, you're running through the jungle naked right now in this video. Because we're going to we're gonna pick back up right bike, rounds three through rounds four. And I've got to say, I don't know how many of y'all have the athletic. I don't know how many of you guys ended up going through the mock draft. A lot of you guys said in the comments, yeah, I don't really know who Dan Brugler was. Here's the thing. I'm a fantasy guy. I don't give a fuck about the NFL. I don't care about defensive players. I don't care about linemen. I don't care about nothing, man. Like in general, not even football. So I don't really know who he was. I've heard the name before, but a lot of you guys like him. You said he's one of the best, you know, draft guys in the in the space. So you take his NFL draft seriously, his NFL mock draft seriously. Now, when I started doing the prep and the research for rounds three through four, I started to get concerned. Because by the time I got to 3-4, I was like, I don't want any of these picks anymore. Here's what happened. Um, since, since the draft is behind the paywall, a lot of you guys probably didn't see it. But I'm going to put his draft, which I put into Excel, on the screen. And it's small, so I apologize if you can't see it. But I've excluded all of the players, the first 24 players that I took in the first two rounds of the draft in the, in the, in the rookie mock draft from sleeper off the board. And these are the players left. So you'll see rounds three and four on the left. And this is rounds three and four from Dane Brugler's real seven round NFL mock draft round three, four, and then five, six, seven on the right, along with the players and, you know, the pick number, the team that they landed on. Here's the problem with this. I got excited about mid round rookie picks this year, you know, two, two, six through three, eight, whatever. Because most of these players came away very, very athletic out of the combine. The running back class, wide receiver class came away a lot stronger than I thought they would be from an athletic standpoint. I thought the running backs were ready to rip. I thought, okay, now we're going to have a lot of late day two guys, really early day three guys that we can get excited about at the running back position. Same thing with the wide receivers. Turns out, Dame Brugler said, pump the brakes. Slam on the metal. Because every running back that we got excited about at one point just vanished until, you know, this is part of the draft. You're in day three. It's Saturday. You're fucking hammered. It's like 3 p.m. And all you want to do is turn the live stream off because you've been doing it for 17 hours at this point. And that's when these, these fucking guys started going off. Look at like, okay, so. Yesterday, just to give you a, a sneak peek with the running backs, 
in his mock draft from rounds one through three, so the first two days of the NFL draft, three running backs went off the board. He had Brees Hall go to Atlanta, Kenneth Walker go to Buffalo, both in round two. Tyler Algier was the only running back to go off in round three. Excuse me. Oh, you about to witness this live on air. I'm so sorry. Caught a case of podcaster's throat. Yeah. Anyways. Only three running backs went off day one, two, three. Or day one and two. First three rounds. So a lot of those guys we got excited about are a problem now because they have no draft capital. Rounds four is not much better. We had Zamir White and James Cook. That was it. Actually, Isaiah Spiller, too. So three more in rounds four. And then everybody else drops off the motherfucking face of the planet Earth and Mars and fucking Venus and Jupiter. And we got fucking Kyron Williams out here and Pluto. So anyone you could even remotely be excited about, Damian Pierce, Pierre Strong, Tyler Batty, Brian Robinson, Abram Smith, Kyron Williams, all in the fifth round. Sixth round, not much better. Jerome Ford, Rashad White, who I love. Son Haskins, who stinks, and he probably even went too high here. Quandre Wright, round seven. Keontae Ingram, round seven. Oh, man, it gets ugly. Even like even the guys who you might be a little bit excited about at wide receiver, like a Justin Ross, who you could have argued end of second, early third because of that freshman year, they all start going off really, really late. And the problem with this is you're not going to believe that this can fucking happen. But that contradicts what you guys be doing in the comments. You're a commenting contradiction to yourself. Okay? Because all you guys are like, Dane Brugler, the GOAT. He's accurate. This is the fucking collab of the lifetime. Nick and Dane Brugler. Brugler's fucking point on with his mock drafts. But then your favorite running back gets picked in the sixth round, and he's a fraud. Here's the problem. I think what his mock draft shows us is probably most likely to happen in real life. And if all of these guys who, you know, I wanted to take Damian Pierce in the second, Pierre Strong in the second, fucking Brian Robinson in the second, Rashad White in the second, all Keontae Ingram early third. Like I wanted to take these guys in the middle rounds of the rookie drafts. If they start going end of day three, we're going to have a problem. So, you know, I started to do this mock draft and then it becomes a, a point where there's no real like arguments to make and there's no real stances to take because everybody goes so late and you're just kind of saying like, I like this guy doesn't have draft capital. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he gets picked early. So if we're going off this mock draft, there's not a lot to do. So I could bring up the sleeper board and kind of like run through how I went for the remainder of the draft based on his mock draft. And it got pretty fucking ugly pretty fucking quickly. And we're going to do a little Q&A afterwards, so just bear with me for the next 10 minutes or so while we run through these pickers. Okay? Um, so we were sitting here at the 3-1. And let me put it up on my screen. Sitting here at the 3-1, and these were the first 24 picks off the board. If you missed yesterday's video, again, that will be linked down below. I also want to say real quick, um, this is not really a plug, because this is just free value right to your face holes. Prize Picks is doing a completely free contest for anyone, right? You don't have to pay. You don't have to put a credit card. You don't have to fucking do nothing here, man. Uh, it's one of the first links in the description where they're giving you 16 player props or 16 props for the NFL draft. If you correctly predict the over-under on 12 of them, it's $25 on 13. It's $100 on 14. It's $250 on 15. It's 1000 And if you 
predict the over-unders on all 16 correct, 16 for 16, you win $100,000. It's a link down below, completely free to fucking join and enter and do the picks on prize picks. So you would be a moron not to do it. All right, go check it out, Prize Picks. You can also go to Prize Picks by scanning the QR code in the top left of the screen right now. That'll take you to the download page, and you can use promo code BDGE if you are going to deposit on Prize Picks. All right, let's get bike into the mock draft here for you. Um, Brees Hall, Malik Willis, Kenneth Walker, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Traylon Burks, Chris Olave, Desmond Ritter, Jameson Williams, Matt Corral, Jahan Dotson, Jalen Tolbert, Sam Howell, Scott Moore, George Pickens, Christian Watson, David Bell, Tyler Algier, Alec Pierce, Isaiah Spiller, Trey McBride, Kulish Shakir, pause, Zamir White. Um, so that's how it went based on Dane Brugo's mock draft. We're going to pick back up with the 3-1. And what I was looking at here is you have these mid-round wide receivers. I'm, once you get into day three, I typically like to um, – or once you get into round three, I'm, I'm – more often than not shooting at draft capital if there are round if there are late round two guys or round three guys those are the guys i'm typically targeting this late in the rookie drafts because the hit rate is so low so you probably just want to let the nfl dictate you know how long of a leash these guys are going to get right like predicting a fifth round or sixth round player to hit is like a four percent chance so you might as well start drafting the guys who are six rounders. So to me, I'm looking at this group of players here and there are a couple of names that obviously jump off the board and I'm probably going to prioritize skill players over tight ends right now. So you see, you know, the James Cooks, Calvin Austin, John Mechie, Wondell Robinson. So that's kind of like the tier of guys that are going to rip off here. And again, it's going to depend on like who you particularly like. Uh, I talked in last night's video about that. Those three in particular, Wondell, John Mechie, Calvin Austin, not that big of a fan of any of those three guys. Um, I like Calvin and Wondell talent more than John Mechie. I hate their size, but we'll uh, we'll rip off those three guys. And in my humble-ass opinion, we will start off with – where art thou? Calvin Austin. We will go with Wondell Robinson. And then we will grab Mechie. So those three guys are off the board for us. I'm just trying to keep this sheesh organized. After that, uh, we'll probably play it safe and just take James Cook because he's the only fourth-round running back left, and I'd probably prefer a fourth-round running back. Even you know, listen, this is this, you got to be flexible with the rookies. I'm not a fan of James Cook personally, but he's the only fourth-round running back with capital left, and uh, and that's kind of just how you have to play these games, unfortunately. So I'll take James Cook over a third-round tight end, you know, because those guys never fucking hit. So we will go with James Cook here, and there's just not much left to love on the board. Um, I personally love two two running backs, three running backs left on the board right now that that I really, 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 really love. Uh, and that's Damian Pierce. That's Pierre Strong. And that is Rashad White. Unfortunately, Rashad White's draft capital is disgusting. I do like his landing spot, though, quite a bit. Um, Damian Pierce's landing spot is ideal. Uh, I didn't even talk about the landing spot of those other three guys. I should have done that. Sorry. So we have... Uh, James Cook went to New York. Um, so, you know, not a great landing spot per se with Saquon, but they're probably going to want to compliment him with someone else. James Cook can kind of play that. Um, that uh, Who the fuck was their backup last year that played a ton? Um, 
I literally do this for a living. What a shame. Someone in the comments, let a motherfucker know. But James Cook can play that role. We also don't know what's going to go on Saquon, if he's going to get extended next year. They might end up trading him, and he would have a path to touches. Um, John Mechie went to also the New York Giants, not a team that I really want to invest in the passing game. Johnny, uh, not Johnny, which Calvin Austin goes to Tennessee, which I think is a kind of a nice low-key landing spot that gives him some good pass catchers. Robert Woods is older, coming off the ACL tear. So he'll play the slot there, which I think is like, you know, a nice little fit for him with A.J. Brown, Robert Woods on the outside, Calvin Austin in the slot. Wendell Robinson becomes really interesting in L.A. as well because they don't have a guy like him. You have Keenan Allen, who is, you know, that route runner, and uh, you have Mike Williams, a downfield playmaker, and Wandell kind of fits in as that playmaker around the line of scrimmage. So very similar to the role that he kind of had in college where getting a lot of short targets and that'll lead to, you know, receptions, PPR stuff. But the ceiling is just simply not there outside of like week to week volatility, which is where I'd probably pivot away from, you know, Wandell and fantasy. But, you know, we're at fucking slim pickings over here. So those four guys are gone, and I'm going to go with my guy, Damian Pierce, who got the best draft capital, and, you know, Pierre Strong's five picks below him, but Pierre Strong, you can't really find a worse landing spot than Indy because Jonathan Taylor's going to be a 30-touch-per-game guy for the next three or four years, and I don't see a lot of fantasy upside outside of that. And who knows if he gets on the fields this year with Naeem Hines still there. So I'll take um, I'll take Damian Pierce here at the 3-5. hard to really take Rashad White all the way up there. I think we'll start looking at maybe these tight ends here because they have, you know, real draft capital at least. Um, Damian Pierce goes to Philly, which I actually think is is a very intriguing landing spot. They have, uh, as everybody in the fantasy community likes to say, an ambiguous backfield at the moment, right? Miles Sanders is what Miles Sanders is at this point. No one else has really separated himself in that backfield. Damian Pierce could actually insert himself as you know, the most talented running back right away. It's still a really high uphill battle in order for him to like get legitimate playing time and be a fantasy factor at this point. But, um, but I, I wouldn't be, you know, he could outplay Boston Scott. He could easily outplay Kenny Gainwell and he could force himself into a committee with Miles Sanders. So I, uh, I actually low key think this is a sneaky good landing spot for Damian Pierce in Philly. And I think it's probably realistic too. Uh, so after him, we'll probably rip off one or two of these tight ends. I think we'll go Greg Dolchich, who has the draft capital, and he's athletic. And it's not a great landing spot, obviously, because Denver has uh, Albert O, but he's also young and, and kind of unproven. So we'll just pretend we like it. How's that? Uh, since this is a super flex draft, and also if this is tight end premium, you know, you're obviously going to value those guys a little bit higher. Since this is a super flex draft, I'm probably just going to go with Carson Strong here. You know, who knows? Maybe this, maybe he doesn't fucking suck as much as I think he does. And um, it, it's tough drafting quarterbacks that just don't get drafted in the NFL draft high because that's that's such a clear indicator. Like running backs can go in rounds two, three, four, five and still be a huge factor. If you're a good quarterback in college, you're usually getting drafted in the first round, early second round. So if the NFL tells you that you're because the position by itself is so valuable that like if players are not if, if teams are not drafting you highly, they have like no fucking regard for you. So Carson Strong going at the end of the fourth round is really, really ugly. But everybody else on the fucking board right now is really ugly. So we'll, we'll throw Carson Strong in there because it's a super flex draft. And then. uh I think I want to take Jeremy Ruckert here after him. I'll take Jeremy Ruckert here. Uh, Ruckert's a, an interesting player. I think he's a really solid tight end that didn't really get hype because he played at Ohio State. And when you're competing for targets with, you know, Garrett Wilson and 
Chris Olave and that other really talented younger player. It's like, of course, your pass catching numbers are not going to be there. But from what I saw on film, I really, really like Jeremy Rucker. And I think he has a chance to be a, a good player in this league. So tight end premium, I'm putting him on my board. And then I'm just going to grab my guy, Rashad White, because I love Rashad White. Y'all know I've been yelling about him for a long time. If he gets six-round draft capital, he's obviously going to fucking fall really, really far down draft boards. He goes to Arizona, though. Uh, they re-signed James Conner, but Chase Edmonds is gone. I think Rashad White has a chance to be an impact player on the offense, maybe at the end of his rookie year, but by second year, he can definitely carve out a nice piece. And he kind of reminds me a little bit of Kenyon Drake, right? I think he's similar running style, and Arizona's you know, shown that they'd like to use a guy like that. So Rashad White, the three nines, fine with me. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Any other... I don't, I'm going to be honest, like this, 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 uh, this mock draft had a lot of tight ends and wide receivers that I don't know much about. Like Danny Gray, I'm not too familiar with. Eric Zukanma, I'm not that familiar with. Vils Jones, I know, super fucking old, broke out really, really late. Um, not a ton of guys once we get to round three that I actually know at the wide receiver position. So I'll, I'll probably go with guys that I like a little bit more. And that's guys like, um, you know, the Damian Pierce's and the Rashad Whites and who else do we have here? Uh, I'll go back to Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods is, is another guy with really strong hands. He goes to Dallas here in the third round, pick 88 overall. So he's got draft capital. Jelani Woods, um, he, he ended up testing out as a really, really, really strong athlete. High, a really high speed score. He's also a monster. He's one of those dudes where like you turn on the film and he's the only thing that you can notice. You're watching Virginia tape. Right, which is like no one is ever fucking watching Virginia tape, but God forbid you had to watch Virginia tape and you try to watch somebody else. All you're seeing is Jelani Woods. He is massive, really strong hands, really good athlete. Um, in Dallas now, he can you could pair him there with um the other talented tight end in uh Blake, not Blake Jarwin, um Dalton Schultz, and it's it's a it's a cute little pairing there. So I'm probably going to take Jelani, but you could see how ugly this gets so quickly if we're going based off of this mock draft. Where we're starting to grab these tight ends that like we don't really know that well. Not not that we don't really know that well, but they're not just they're just not really highly regarded uh, in NFL circles. Jelani Woods, uh, I saw Bo Melton still on board, so Bo Melton got fourth round draft capital, and he's a guy that I have talked quite a bit about actually this offseason. But um, he goes fourth round here to San Francisco. So interesting landing spot. The more I've actually looked at Bo Melton, the less that I've loved when I talk about like his more in-depth uh, like analytical profile and prospect profile. Um, and I went in on him in, in our draft guide, which we'll be releasing hopefully within the next week or so which covers every fantasy-relevant rookie really, really deep in depth. And Bo Melton was one of the profiles that I personally did. And uh, you can get that for free if you download Prize Picks. You can scan the QR code in the top right. Or just go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code BDGE when you deposit $10 or more, and you will get an email from us when it goes live. Get that for free with the Prize Picks deposit, which gets you 100% deposit match on that. So Bo Melton there at the 311. Um, and once we get into like the end of the third or early fourth, I'm probably just – grabbing a lot of high upside running backs that are still left on the board. It's the Kyron Williams. I guess, you know, I, I don't even really consider him a high upside guy, so I'm probably going to go with a Brian Robinson first. Brian Robinson in this mock draft goes off to the Rams at pick 175, fifth round. After him, I will probably take, uh, I guess, Kyron Williams because he could be 
the new like Tyree Cohen there in Chicago. Maybe they want to compliment David Montgomery with somebody. So, you know, it sucks. Like I like Pierre Strong as a running back 50 times more than I like Kyron Williams. But that landing spot in Indy is just, I don't know. It's arguably the worst landing spot for a running back that you could fucking find. So we'll probably go with Kyron here. And then I might grab, I'll probably go with Jerome Ford over Pierre Strong and then Pierre Strong here. Um, he goes to, he went to San Francisco. So it's an interesting landing spot. He goes six rounds. So this is like a really ugly spot, but that's also where Elijah Mitchell went off last year. And Jerome Ford is a guy who I see as um, a straight line runner. So think of like, he's like a worse version of Tevin Coleman. My comp for him is like a Chuba Hubbard. He's a straight up and down runner. Not a lot of wiggle, not a lot of elusiveness, but he has breakaway speed. He's got four, four, six speed. So, what you need to do with a guy like that for a guy like that to be successful, which is what almost like 90% of this class is, it's Jerome Ford and it's Brian Robinson. And it's guys like that that are that have good size, but all they can really do is run straight fast. So you need a good off- offensive line. You need a good offensive scheme. And Jerome Ford arguably lands in the perfect scheme and offense for exactly who he is as a player. So um, I kind of like the landing spot for Jerome Ford, and that's like the landing spot he's going to need to succeed at the NFL level. And then we look at the rest of this board, and it's just kind of like this is this is kind of where I stopped my mock draft because we get we're at four three right now. Okay. We're at the four three, and you have Justin Ross, sixth round, you have Tyler Batty, fifth round. Uh Kevin Harris went undrafted in this one, I believe. So you can't even really put him on the board. I think Isaiah, where did Isaiah likely go? Did he go undrafted too? It's crazy. There was like 75. Oh no, he went fifth round to the Giants, which I don't hate actually. That's a little bit of an open depth chart there. Um, I probably got to do a little bit more research on like Charlie Kalar at Iowa State if he's a good um, athlete or not because I'll, I'll take dart throws on just typical tight ends that are athletic that get the draft capital even if I don't know much about them because tight ends are kind of just like quarterbacks man where it's just like you're playing fucking Russian roulette most of the time you're getting a bullet to the absolute dome wow this guy's a great athlete 67252 he is um let me pull this down this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. On here. Oh, fucking can't. God damn it. Let me uh, throw this up here on the chat. Fuck. What are we doing here? Did we just freeze? I don't know. We, we Gucci. Upload, ho. Uh-oh. The stream might have just froze. I don't know what happened. StreamYard, what is you doing? All right. We might have just froze. Give me uh, give me two minutes. I'm going to hop back on the stream. What are they doing out there in the office right now? Sounds like they're fucking having a WWF match. Holy sheesh. Yeah, I got to hop back on the stream in two minutes. Just give me a sec. I'm not sure what happened here. We bike is we bike. Yeah. All right. So to be honest with you, like I'm not, uh, I, I think I'm going to stop the mock draft there. I know that's like absolutely ridiculous of me to do. Like that's the piece of content I'm making and I'm just fucking choosing to stop. But that's what happens when you sit in the fucking throne. You could do whatever you want. It's also probably why there's only 50 people watching me right now because I'm a piece of shit. Whatever. Um, let's take some questions, though. What's going on, everybody? How are we in the chat? Uh, the, la- the, the live stream tonight is going to be fucking awesome. So it's sponsored by Prize Picks, obviously. And what we're going to do is for every uh, – we're going to have milestones. So you guys, people that sign up for Prize Picks and then send us screenshots of it, for every 10 – signups that we get screenshots of we're going to be doing some really fucking ridiculous things so we have giveaways not only giveaways so we're giving away fifty dollars two prize picks for every 10 signups that we get so anyone who signs up within the first 10 we're doing a raffle within those 10 anyone within the first 20 we're going to do a raffle within those 20 and we're, we're doing giveaways which is a lot more than just the prize picks money but bg stuff bg merch and draft guides and uh, other cool shit so we're going to be doing that every 10 signups, but we're also going to be doing punishments every 10 signups. Um, we'll give you a little sneak peek. Like I will be shaving Tony's head at one point. Um, if we get enough signups, a hundred signups or more, I'll get, I'll get a tattoo. Whoever is the hundredth signup will, will be able to choose it for me. Uh, we have another punishment where Tony has to eat an entire watermelon, but without any utensils. So no knife or, or any, no heavy equipment usury. But he's got to figure out a way to eat an entire fucking watermelon. Uh, so it's going to be a, a pretty wild stream. Um, and I hope y'all will join us for this. So let's look at the. Um... Let's look at it. Dotson goes to Green Bay will be fire. Yeah, the more like I just have this gut feeling that Dotson is going to end up either in Green Bay or Kansas City. I think one of those two teams is going to fall in love with him and take him at the end of the first round. I just have a really strong feeling about it. 
Traded Gibson for the 106 in a 23-second thoughts. Uh, probably need a little bit more info. Is that a Superflex league? Is it going to be like last year? Uh, well, no, not really. Uh, last year, we were in Miami at the underdog Airbnb. So there was like a party going on in the background, so we couldn't actually hear anybody that was calling in that we wanted to bring on as guests. Um, we're doing it from the office this year, like our actual BDG office. So we will have uh, probably not actually a better setup because that shit was fire last year, but it'll be a lot more like our style of live stream. But I mean, like overall, like the energy, yes, will be five, six pieces of shit sitting on a couch talking shit, doing shitty things. We think about Sky Moore. Big fan. Big fan of Sky Moore. I think he, I took him off at the 112, 201, 22 or something. I'm a fan. Uh, intriguing to see. I, I don't think he gets first round cap. I think he fits in somewhere in the second. I want to say on BetUS, though, they had him at pick. I think his over under might have been picked like 50 and a half, which is something I'd hammer right now. Do you think Rashad Penny's going to be starter in Seattle this year? Uh, it's looking that way. It's definitely looking that way. Uh, I don't imagine. I mean, they're definitely not going to use an early round pick on on a running back right now. Probably going to rely more on like Chris Carson's health, which I am not banking. I don't. Uh, his health is his health is fucking super questionable right now. I'm concerned for him as a human. So it probably is going to be Rashad Penny. The question is like, do we really want? A running back in that offense. It's like the Seattle offense without Russ. They were bad with Russ last year, so I can't imagine how bad they're going to be this year. Where would Justin Fields go in Superflex rookie drafts if he were in it? So if he were in it this year, he would... Well, I guess we have to see where like Malik Wills goes, but he would almost definitely be the QB1 in this class. And he would be... Um, I think... More often, I don't think Brees is going to go in the first round based on what we've seen the last few days. If Brees goes in the first round, he Brees might be taking over Fields last year, but I think in 85% of drafts, it would probably be Fields at the 101, which kind of tells you like the strength of this class overall, though. And that's just based on prospect. That's not like knowing what we know now about Justin Fields. That's just him coming out of Ohio State last year. what happened with underdog just didn't re-up um yeah i mean we had been working with them for the last four or five years on a it's an annual yearly basis um so each off season usually around this time around march april is when we start to renegotiate our um contract with them and, you know, as we expand as a brand and a company, obviously we have more eyeballs on us, which attracts more brands and sponsors and um, it leaves open the door for more opportunities, whether that's more opportunities for, you know, financial growth or other things. There's a lot of factors that go into it, of course. Um, you know, y'all know I love Underdog. It's a company that I've worked with for um the last like five years or so dating back to when they were draft. I know almost all of their employees like on a personal level. So I've got nothing but love for them. I also have some equity in their company too. So like, you know, I'm still big fan. It's just, this is a, a 
Something that happens with business as you scale. Things happen. Starting to think the Chargers are going to take Burks. I would be shocked if they took Traylon Burks. I'd, I'd be pretty surprised if they went wide receiver, to be honest with you. Feels more like a luxury pick. It's a deep class that so they can get good good value second, third round, too. What do you think Christian Watson's film? He's very fun to watch on film. The problem is, like, it's 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 tough to get a real read on a player like that when he's going against that kind of competition where you're playing against, like, fucking made-up schools that you would have to like, go out of your way to create an NCAA. But from everything else, though, like, the, the NFL draft process helps to stabilize who these prospects are, right? Like, that's the idea behind it. It's like you want to continue to put all these players from all over the country – against players who are not in relative positions and you want to put them in relative positions, whether that's at the senior bowl, whether that's at the NFL combine, like you want to continue to sharpen the spears and cut and trim the fat off of all these prospects until you know how good they are relative to players that went to sec schools. And Christian Watson has passed every test so far, best wide receiver at the senior bowl, best uh, athletic performance at the combine, you know, he's checking a lot of boxes. Obviously, there's going to be concerns because he went to that tiny, tiny school. Um, and also, like, his raw numbers are tough to get a grasp on because that school was so unbelievably run heavy that you can't really compare his run um, numbers to or his, uh, his raw numbers to other prospects like that. So Malik Willis throws a long pass to the combine. He's the best QB. I don't buy it. I mean, I don't. I don't really know how what that means. Would Davis Mills be Davis Mills would be the QB one in each of the last four to five classes? Who is the biggest boom bust prospect of the draft? Uh, we can go position by position. Uh, actually, I mean the running back. There's not like problem is there's not, like all these running backs are going to end up being without draft capital. So like I wouldn't even you can't really throw them into a boom bust category. For for quarterback, I uh again, like none of them are really getting enough hype where I get, the only one you could even really consider is Malik Willis. Like there's a chance that Malik Willis has, you know, he's just a wildly inaccurate quarterback, but he's going to be fine for fantasy in my opinion regardless of whether or not his arm is good. He's going to get first round draft capital and he's going to have the fantasy rushing upside, which means that like he could be a terrible throwing quarterback and still average 19 fantasy points per game for four years, and you're going to be fine with that. At running back, I think Kenneth Walker is too solid of a running back. I think like he's a high floor guy. Uh, he's probably high floor, high ceiling. But even like Brees Hall, I feel like just the amount of hype he's gotten right now could eventually lead him to be a bust prospect. But I'm not like I love Brees Hall, so it's it's just it's, it's a dumb take, and I'm not going to say like, um. I'm not, I'm not gonna say something like fucking uh, Isaiah Spiller because at this time he's not like a he's not a boom guy. He's you know he's projected to get like fourth round draft capital now, so I'm like wasting my breath talking about that. Uh, but wide receiver, wide receiver, I definitely say e. Christian Watson or Traylon Burks for sure. Those two tight end again. There's no tight end getting hype right now, so it's kind of irrelevant. Who would have been better at Ohio State, Fields or Willis? I mean, Willis tried to play at fucking. Uh, did he go to? I wasn't at Bama. He was at um 
Auburn. Uh, Malik Willis started at Auburn. Couldn't get on the field, so I feel like that probably should tell you about what you should know. Nick, what's your draft day morning routine? Be ridiculously specific. Uh, okay, so I woke up. I woke up today. I woke up today feeling like a whole piece of shit. A whole ass piece of shit. Uh, I checked my aura ring this, so that it could tell me that my my resting heart rate was really high last night for some reason in my sleep, and I should take it easy today, even though I felt like I slept great. I uh, I honestly paced. My, I'm still new in my apartment, so like I don't have a routine within my apartment. I don't really like know what to do with my hands. So I'm I'm almost naked, right? I sleep like in my underwear. So I get up and I'm in my underwear, and I just kind of paced back and forth in my apartment for like 10 minutes for no reason. And I don't know whether or not to like kind of just go back in bed and chill or go into a sh- or take a shower. I'm not really like a morning shower person or just like s- lay on the couch, which would be ideal. However, I don't have blinds yet in my living room where my couch is. And I was like almost naked. So I didn't want to just lay there and there's windows right behind it. So other people, other apartments can see into my apartment and then my kitchen's too small to like hang out in. So I paced around my room for like 10 or paced around my apartment for 10 minutes before I decide like, okay, I'm going to go outside, get some fresh air, breathe a little bit, go get a coffee. So I walked out. Where did I get a coffee from today? Oh, I found like a cool little coffee spot called Madman Espresso that I hadn't been in before. Got a large ass coffee. Got inspired because they had a lot of cactus in their coffee shop. I'm a big plant guy now. My fucking apartment is a jungle. It's sick. I need to get a cactus for it. So I felt inspired, walked around. It was pretty fucking cold out today for whatever reason. So I jumped back into my apartment after that because I couldn't walk around anymore because my nipples were getting too hard. Uh, And then I got on my laptop and I uh, posted a TikTok and a, and a video on Twitter and Instagram. And then I wrote up Damian Pierce's prospect profile in the rookie draft guide, which I, I thought I had done already, but it turns out fucking fake news. Um, so I realized that none of this is actually relevant to draft day. I got up. I think I texted the, the BG employee group chat, just said game day and shut my fucking phone off. I, uh, I listened to a lot of Rick Ross today too. Um, I was into like seven songs in a row by Rick Ross as I was walking around. I wish someone had asked me like what I was listening to. It was like 7.30 a.m. I'm fucking full volume. iPhone sending me notification ass like turn your speakers down for your brain's sake type fucking heights of volume. Rick Ross blasting. Um, so, yeah. Hope that answers your question. Are you allowed to do any best ball content with Underdog with a prize pick sponsor? I know they're compete with each other and pick up the uh, No, I can't do any. I, I can't do anything with Underdog. No best ball. I, I mean, I'm still going to be doing a ton of mock drafts on the channel, but they'll probably be done via uh, sleeper or whatever. Cardinals getting a wide receiver, I think. Eh, that that maybe, but I, I doubt they use early early round draft cap on it. What's your dream draft for Atlanta? Um. Yo, I kind of would love Malik Willis. Like, just get, just inject me with something fun. Let me enjoy football again. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I want out of Atlanta. Like, it's been brutal watching them the last couple of years. I, I would love Malik Willis at, at one. Actually, in uh, in Dane Brugler's mock draft, 
it was um, Malik Willis at eight to Atlanta, and then we took Brees Hall in round two. I would fucking love that. I would love that. And I get to sit here and pretend that it's not unrealistic, like it wasn't a fantasy draft, because the Brug, Brug fucking daddy came in big time with his mock draft. Burks is boomer bust big time for sure. I'll rephrase, what is the highest pick you would trade for Justin Fields? In oh okay okay in a in a rookie draft this year, I would I would probably give up everything but the one on one for Justin Fields. I think I'd be very okay giving up the one on two for him. Yeah, Pickens for me. Yeah, Pickens for me too. I just think he's not as highly regarded as those other two. Like he hasn't got. I guess he's up there with Christian Watson in that tier. I would I maybe Pickens. Yeah, I think Pick. But to me, like Pickens was always like a a role player like a Mike Williams or, or like a T Higgins or a, uh, that's the type of ceiling I see him as. I don't see him as an alpha. So for me, it was never really like boom or bust. I think he's going to have a nice role in an offense regardless. Wake up coffee, Twitter. Honestly, for me, it's that but reverse Twitter, coffee, wake up. What do you think about Twitter now? Twitter is not fucking going to change for anybody. I don't know why people people are so fucking dramatic. People just like to say things just to fucking say things. Name one way in any fucking tangible way that Elon Musk running Twitter has changed fucking anything about your life. It hasn't. Still waiting for my job offer, Nick. What what position are you waiting for a job offer on? I know that new space field dude noted though. Get whatever an aura ring is. Get inspired by plants. Be cognizant of our nipples. And yeah, exactly. This is an aura ring. O U R A. It is like uh, I can't do the fitness trackers. Like I've tried the 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 Fitbit. I've tried the Apple. I've tried the the Whoop band even, which is pretty cool. I don't like the wrist shits, despite having me fucking ninety two rubber bands on me right now. Um, aura ring. This is a fitness tracker. It tracks your sleep. It tracks your fitness which I ain't doing either of. So probably not the best use case for it, but it's fun to look at the app so it can tell me how big of a piece of shit I am. Jasmine's bike. Kind of take that like disrespectfully, to be honest with you. I love Kyle, but he's so fucking nerdy. Like, do I really give off Kyle Yates energy? No shot. Should we be trading 2022 rookie picks for 2023 rookie picks? If so, which rookie picks in 2022 should we consider shopping for 2023? Uh, yeah, I'm, that's something I'm definitely on board with. I here's the way I look at it. There's like there. I guess you know I'm not gonna get too deep into it, but the, the 2023 class is going to be a lot more coveted than 2022 there are some real top end quarterbacks which always like anchor a class and that makes like you know you have these guys like Bryce Young and you have a couple other quarterbacks that will be like the 101 through 103 which means all the top skill players will be pushed back three or four picks so even if you were to you know move off the 2022 picks for 23 picks with uncertainty about where those picks are going to be the value is there because these skill players are going to be pushed back a few rounds or a few picks so it's like Getting a 103 or 104 this year is almost like being able to capture the 108 or 109 next year. So big trust. I would rather have the 2023 picks. But again, that's going to be very like roster dependent and you know what you need right now. But just pound for pound, titty for titty, 23 over 22. 
What's up, Riley? Been loving the content lately. Huge fan. Thank you. Makes fucking one person out there, apparently. Twitter might require a subscription soon. I pay for Twitter Blue right now, $2.99 a month. I already forgot what it gets me, so <laughs> maybe not a good purchase. Um, I would literally pay for Twitter. If it was $2.99 a month, $1.99 a month, I would have no problem paying for it. To give a fuck us. I'll mop floors. That's fine. We have an opening for janitor. I'm not paying. Had to check in and say hello, draft day. Hello, Daniel. Clean up after animals. That's not a job I would. That's not a job I would hire for for the sake of the hireable person. Sorry if I missed his plans for tonight's first round. Just hopped on. Yeah, we'll be streaming at the office with the boys all night. Probably hop on around seven thirty, and we will fucking stream until infinity. We've got some good plans for the stream. One person max. Max the animal. I don't even think he enjoys the content, and he's in the content. All right, y'all. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up here like a motherfucking Trojan. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out here because we have a lot of things to do before the stream tonight. We got to go grab Noah from the airport in a couple hours. I got to get him situated in my my apartment so he can pace back and forth with me. He's going to wake up tomorrow morning from on the couch and be like, what the fuck? This is this guy doing? I made a huge mistake coming out here. He's going to be on the couch sleeping. He's just going to see me fucking jetting back and forth. Bedroom, living room, bathroom, just over and over again. Uh, how cocaine do you think Michael Irvin will have on? <clears throat> I just had a seizure reading that. How much cocaine? Listen, Michael Irvin, well put together guy. He ain't, he ain't a cocaine guy right now. He's strictly business. All right. I'm out of here. I love you guys. I will see you for the draft tonight and go watch part one. If you didn't already subscribe with all that shit. Bye. Scan the QR code. Download price picks. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.